Did you know that the first Sherlock Holmes game was a text adventure on the ZX Spectrum in 1984 and it was called simply Sherlock? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast episode 160. My name's Gareth Brody, I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr Darren Edwards. How are you doing Darren? Hello, good afternoon, I'm very well. How are you? I'm very good, I'm very good. And on my virtual good. right is Mr Paul Renshaw. How are you doing Paul? Hello, I'm not too bad, thank you very much. I'm glad to see we've got the sort of political orientation correct. Darren on the left, me on the right. And straight down the middle is Richard Dobson. How are you doing, <laughs> Richard? <laughs> the perennial fencer. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 160 of these podcasts, I can't believe it. It's gone on forever. Oh, I was young. And, and you're still in charge. Was, that's the uh, thing that's surprising. I was, I was in my 20s when I started this. <laughs> They didn't have radio. They didn't have uh, computers and radios in them days. So I did know. they? Omnini is almost as old as Paul. Okay, right. Let's go. <laughs> Rude. Let's go into our weeks. What we've we been doing, uh, Darren? What's your week been like? Um, so I have been very busy at work for the past few weeks, actually. Um, so it's nice to break cover and speak to you all for the first time in a while. Um, but apart from that, I went to see John Wick Four, which was fantastic absolutely brilliant um we've been a fan of all of the previous three um and it was even more um impactful given lance reddick's um sad passing recently so um if you like an action film but a very very well directed with um with fantastic action scenes go see it because it's fantastic and then friday i had off because i was working the rest of the weekend so we had a lamb dinner which was very nice so just a little thing for me this week but it's been okay to be fair Carvery update from Darren, which is always good. I'm doing my own carvings now. Yeah, I know. It was eight hours in the smoke. Yeah, it was half a lamb leg. It was amazing. Good. Um, yeah, John Wicks, everyone's going mad about this fourth one, aren't they? Um, mm, it's yeah. fantastic. It deserves the hype. It's brilliant. Okay, brilliant. Um, what about you, Mr. Renshaw? What have you been doing? How's your week been? What have I been doing? Well, my week started off very, very well. I went uh, fishing on Monday because it was a bank holiday. Um, had a lovely time, really enjoyed myself, caught some lovely big fish. Um, and then I went to work and it kind of went downhill from there. Um, I have spent from quarter past seven this morning, completely through my lunch break. I've not stopped yet. I've had nothing to eat all day um, up until about four o'clock when I just said, you know what, forget this. Um, trying to update our lovely um dell backup appliance and if there is a more horrible piece of kit to work on than a dell backup appliance i don't want to know what it is because we've got we spent all that time i had a fellow that i was that we were paying to assist um, and he was on the zoom with me all this time and we are no further forwards now than we are because it just fought us every step of the way. It's I'm sick of the sight of it. I'm going to set it on fire tomorrow. I think. Get a, get a Mac. 
get an apple you wouldn't have any of the phone <laughs> yeah yeah but <laughs> absolutely the rubbish then yeah you have to have a you have to have a mac yeah and, and you know a, I have a, question. a workable computer yeah. Yeah, go on. Do you know what the, just, sorry, go on, Darren. Yes. I, was, I, I, I don't stoke the flames what I'm going to. What is a Dell backup appliance when it's at home? Rubbish. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's, basically, it, it, it's the machine that sits on the network and it backs up all of our virtual machines and it backs up all of our databases. Um, um, so it just makes sure that in case we get hacked or cyber attack or whatever, we've got a copy of everything. So I can I can reconstruct the the machines, um, but yeah, trying to upgrade this thing. Good grief! I'd rather go and work in retail. I think. Oh, Sounds like you're oh, putting no, out a challenge there, Paul. <laughs> yeah, that, I'll swap yeah. places with Darren tomorrow. He can come to my place and do this, and I'll go in there and uh, okay. sort his shop out. Okay, we'll hear about that Deal. next week. Um, Richard, <laughs> how's your week been? Uh, very good, thank you. Yeah, on uh, Easter Sunday, I became a, a godfather oh. for the first time. <laughs> Did you make um, somebody an offer they couldn't refuse? You see, Paul, I knew, I knew as <laughs> soon as I said it. Congratulations, <laughs> Richard. That's wonderful Sorry. news. With that, well done, with Richard. Law hanging fruit, and no, oh. no one else has made a reference. Oh. <laughs> but I knew you'd be straight in. Listen, um, we've all got our roles to play. <laughs> But, but yeah, it was a, a really good day. Um, I celebrated by becoming I celebrated becoming a godfather by drinking a couple of godfathers as well. So uh, um, Ooh, very sure. very good day all around. And, uh, yeah, just just a really really nice day with with some some really great people. What are you? What's the what's the um, rules of the godfather? What do you have to do? Well. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I have a little certificate that, that tells me I need to be in church a lot more often than I previously have been. Right. Um, so, so we'll see how that goes. But it's just, it's just guiding. So there's, there's, there's two, two little girls now that, that we're godparents to, um, just sort of guiding them on, on the, the right path, right and wrong. And, and obviously if, if fingers crossed, doesn't happen but if the worst does happen that we'll we'll be there to step up if needed and everything else yeah good i i have two questions good okay if, if, if i'm permitted um number one what what is a godfather drink it is a it's a cocktail it, it's amaretto and whiskey and it can either i think it can either be with or without coke um i think for for the situation I was in, I, I decided to dilute it a little bit with Coke, but I believe you can have it without as well. Good. Okay, lovely. Uh, the second question is, now obviously we we all know that Mrs. Dobbo is lovely and everything. Do you think that you're the right person to be guiding two little girls on the path of right and wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. I'm, I'm, next. I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, this leads you to my week. It's a nice little link here. We didn't know. Um, Last week, I was—I th- I really wanted to watch the Godfather films again, and I've seen them loads of times, but I haven't seen them for a while. And I downloaded—I got Paramount Plus um, free trial for a week, and I thought I'll watch the God because they're only on there. So I watched—I watched the Godfather Part One and Part Two, brilliant films. And then we started watching Yellowstone, which is uh, Paramount Plus. It's a huge hit in the, in the US, but it hasn't really come to anything over here. And you can get it on Paramount Plus. Now, Yellowstone is a 
a, a drama series following a kind of life of a, a ranch in um, Montana, and it's uh, like a, a group of cowboys, and it's um, Kevin Costner's the lead, and uh, a brilliant actress I've forgotten the name of English actress who's playing his daughter. Um, he's fantastic in it, but. It starts off. You watch the first episode, and then you and there's lots of kind of murder and killings, and about land swaps and stuff like this. But it's a, it's almost like a mixture of Succession and Dallas. <laughs> it's a, it, it has a kind of very. First of all, you're thinking this is just a quite a trashy soap opera. It is so addictive. So over the week, we're on season five. So that's how wow. much of it we've watched. Yeah, we've gone mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recommend Yellowstone. I think if you can get Paramount Plus and you fancy it for a free trial, watch that. That's very good. Enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Um, games. Let's talk about games we've been playing. Um, we weren't on last week, were we? No, we weren't on. Um, let's talk no. about things we're doing. Um, let's start with Richard. Let's start with you, Richard. What's, your, what's the first game you've been playing this week? Well, soon as you've uh, stayed in America with uh, Yellowstone, I'm going to stay in with one of an up-and-coming sports in America. Um, but I've recently put our review for ACL Pro Cornhole. And, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not saying anything. No, I mean, there's no Beavis and Butthead references here. <laughs> <laughs> the name just sort of lends itself to ridicule and and i even put that in the the beginning of my review um but there's such other terms as dirty bag woody uh, oh my. Uh, <laughs> it's oh, just God. it's full of innuendo uh and i and i thoroughly recommend having a look through some of the terms if you need a laugh uh but yeah so to I don't know if, how familiar you are with cornhole as a sport. Talk us um, through it, because I, I was anywhere uh, of it a yeah, couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's, Gareth is an expert in all American sports, but right. I'm not. So. <laughs> so it's playable in either singles or doubles, um, and you take it in turns to throw a beanbag at a, a plank of wood that's raised at one end, so it's it's like a ramp. And then in towards the end of this plank of plank of wood, there's a hole and you need to get the beanbag to as close to this hole as possible. Um, each round is four, four beanbags each and uh, you get three points if you get it down the hole. So there's a maximum of 12 points per round. Um, and then whoever scores the most in that round, they get the difference in the points as their overall score. So say if in one round I scored nine points, uh, Paul scored six points. I would then get three points on my overall total, and uh, it's the first of twenty-one. Win wins the match, um, but that's pretty much the rules. Uh, you can throw beanbags to create a block to stop people getting into the hole. Um, I think if you get all four of your beanbags in in one round, it's called a four bagger. Oh, uh, so this this is now a, a video game based on this this sport that's played in and around America, and um, the, the gameplay is really quite good. Like the the physics of the beanbags is is surprisingly good. So if you can get one near to the hole and it sort of hangs off the edge a little bit, you you will see it hanging off, and then it acts acts as you you would expect a beanbag to really. Um, 
it's just let down by everything else. <laughs> so there's only one one stadium that you can play in. The commentary is pretty terrible. Like even within uh, successive rounds, you're hearing the same lines over and over again. Um, graphics aren't amazing on the the. Uh, there's, apparently, there's real world professionals in this game, but they all look very basic. Um, and and it's twenty five pounds as well, which mm. I thought was very steep uh, for what for what it is. But like I say, the, the gameplay is the gameplay is solid. And um, if they do decide to bring out a sequel, then I think if they can build on that with a little bit extra, I think it'll be quite a fun game. Yeah, it sounds like it's from the same people who did that um, American Pro Bull Riding, the rodeo game that I reviewed a while back. It's but... It's from the people that have done the couple of bowling games, Farsight Studios. Ah. Um, I don't know if you've played them ones, but I reviewed a couple of those as well, and it it looks almost identical in, in terms of presentation. Right. Well, 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 we won't be playing that. I have a question, if I oh, may. Yeah, go on, Dan. In, in terms of the sport, is it like a bit like crown green bowls or curling where you've got to get them as close to the middle as possible you've actually got to get them in a hole to win there's a, there's a hole in, in this in this bit of wood that you need to right. try and get them down right right okay. but if you fail to get them down the hole do you score points for being close by <clears throat> yeah if you're on the if you're on the wood you score one point ah, if okay. you're in the hole you score three <laughs> points <laughs> oh my god! Oh dear. Right. Okay. Good. We'll leave that oh one. I think. Yeah, no, just draw a line under it before I explode. Before it has a heart attack. <laughs> Not yeah. um, Since when? <laughs> uh, Paul, let's do you. What's your first game? Let's do me. Um, well, we'll go from the ridiculous to the sublime. I think for my first game, I've been playing Sifu which I've been looking at playing ever since I saw it on the old uh, PlayStation. Um, in fact, there's been a number of times I've almost picked it up for the PS4, and it was only the thought that it was coming out on the Xbox that stopped me. Um, so, yeah, I've been hands-on with that, and it is really, really good. The graphical style is nice, but it's the, the action. It's absolutely brutal. The fighting in it is, you know... You see, there's there's finishing moves that you can do when you when you're fighting away, um, and then you you press the Y and the B button together to finish a character off, to finish an enemy off, and the finishing animations are just unbelievable. It just makes you go, "Ooh, that's going to sting in the morning." Um, so yeah, basically that's what I've been doing. I, it's a case of everybody is kung fu fighting, um, and you know while Carl Jackson might not be spinning in his grave he probably will be when he reads my review um so yeah keep your eyes out for the upcoming <laughs> review but so far it's fast it's furious it's frantic and it's flipping hard so there and, you go and for those who don't know anything about this game it's the idea is that you're going to fights but when you die you get older is that right yes that's correct if you manage to get defeated you get older um, but you also get, as you get older, you do more damage but have less health. Right. So it's, it's, it gets increasingly harder. Obviously, you do more damage when you do hit, but then you've got less health when you're getting hit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really an interesting system. 
Um, but when it gets to like your age, Gareth, it's almost the end of the game. Oh. Um, I think the oldest I've got oldest I've got to was seventy seven. Wow! And then when you die when you're seventy seven, it just goes. Do you know what? You're too old, mate. Give it up. Yeah. <laughs> and it, so do, you start again. do you start again from the beginning or different levels? Uh, right? You can start. You can start the level that you died on, and you start at the age you began ah, it at. Okay, right. Um, but I made the mistake of trying to play it on normal difficulty for the first run, and I just kept getting my ass handed to me at the end of the second level. Um, so I've come down a bit, and it's not so bad now. I didn't see this game come up on our review list. Didn't you? Oh, oh it's another one, is it? Oh, listen, listen, before you get all shirty, <laughs> it, it, it didn't come up on the... We didn't get code for this oh, yeah. game. I had to purchase it myself. Oh, there you go. So, no, so got... 30, £33.69 pence of goodness. <laughs> so there you go. We don't believe you. Um, Darren. Can I... Uh, oh, sorry. sorry yeah, for can three, I just yeah, make please. an observation? Uh, Paul, you've just killed off Carl Douglas. Have I? Is he not dead yet? He's not dead. Oh, I do apologise, <laughs> Carl Douglas, if you're listening. So I might have called him Carl Jackson as well, which was somebody else entirely. Yeah, so, yeah. like, that was Michael's brother. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Carl. Sorry, Carl. Yeah. yeah, he's a big fan of the Xbox podcast. He is. So, uh, That's a fan. He's still going strong at age 80, so I'm not oh. sure if it'd be uh, an appropriate age. In the do you think world. He's, yeah, is he still kung fu fighting? Do you think he's probably still making a royalty off it? So I guess you'd have thought so, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, Darren, what's your what's your first game? Uh, so my first game that I've been playing over the last couple of weeks is Resident Evil Four, which is overdue, as Paul alluded to. Um, <laughs> Never. Quite substantially, <laughs> uh, but the review is coming in a couple of days, so hold fire. But um. I was a big fan of the original. I played it multiple times, 100% it on professional, the hardest difficulty. I thought it was one of the best games I've played. And so I was a bit nervous when they said they were doing a remake after how Resident Evil 3 turned out. Um, But actually, it's really, really good. Um, The stay, all the key stuff, kind of what you'd expect from the original is there in some shape or form. But they've made some tweaks. They've changed segments of the game. Um, but there are massive chunks missing. Um, not in my opinion, anyway. Uh, and you've also got the resource and the crafting system that's back from the other remakes, which adds a little bit more in terms of tactics, um, how you approach things. Um, and then they have just released the mercenaries as a free download this week as well um which was a side um, mode in the original where you essentially get plonked into an environment from the game and you have to survive as long as possible by fending off hordes of zombies um running around replenishing ammo and there's normally like a special villa so you might get a baghead turn up um or you might get the bella sisters which are a couple of women with chainsaws that act in a similar way um, so yeah, that's live now, which is free download, which is good. Mm. Um, but it's it is brilliant. The difficulty, the only difficulty or the kind of issue I will have at times is um, there's no quick time events as such, like in the old one. But every now and then you'll have to evade or parry with your knife, and it might just be because I'm playing on hardcore because I thought I would manage it fine, and it's actually really challenging. Um, you don't get a lot of time 
so you do get struck quite a lot when you could have sworn you kind of hit the in time to evade or whatever it may be but I think that's just because I'm playing it on a hard difficulty I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with the game so um yeah I'm I'm loving it I think it's brilliant um and Code Veronica next please Capcom there you go <laughs> anyone else played it so far Richard Paul uh, no, I'm, I'm sort of buried under review code at the moment, but it's on my list to play. Yeah. Um, I, I will mention a little thing I saw on Twitter this morning that um, apparently, I don't know if this is true, Darren, but if you, how they figured this out, I don't know. But apparently if you try and get a little peek up Ashley's skirt, she sort of breaks the fourth wall and tells you off. Is that right? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I can't say that would be the first thing that's come to my mind. Jesus. No, yeah, honestly, it, it, it wasn't you. mine. I, I've not played the game. I'm just reporting the news, not making it. But I yeah, I think you're asking I, the wrong person. I, right. I was going to say, um, <laughs> not sure I'm your go to correspondent for that one, but I, I haven't tried now, so I can't confirm. Well, I, I think you need to try it and then put it into the review. I am going to run downstairs off this podcast straight after and try it. I can't wait to see the look on Ryan's face. What are you doing, Darren? Um, what are you going to give it, Dan? I'm hovering between four and a half and five, but the more I play with it, the more it's it's going to a five. It is brilliant. Um, I, I, might, um, I might give it a four. I would give it a four and a half. That's my feeling of it. Yeah, I mean, I... I it, the only thing is, the only thing that I'm kind of kind of on the fence about is the kind of evade and stuff. Because he's quite clunky to control mm. on the old ones. So it feels like some enemies, no matter what you do, you're going to get a pasting from them. And there's no way to avoid them or dodge them. But again, I am playing on a harder difficulty, yeah. so it could be that. So I'm still deciding. It might get five, it might get four and a half. But I am erring towards five at the minute. Yeah, good, good. Um, right. It's me, isn't it? Um, what have I got? I've got Sh- Sherlock Holmes, The Awakening, um, which is by Frogware Games, who did the um, the last couple of Sherlock's, definitely the one happened about a year ago, maybe, or two years ago, Sherlock Chapter 1, Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1. Um, Sherlock Holmes, The Awakening is loosely sort of a remake of a 2006 game, a Sherlock Holmes game, but it's it's almost like a completely reimagining, really. But the principles of the story are still there. Um Frogware games are really interesting. I mean, they, they, they sort of say because they're Ukrainian and they're living through the war, they sort of like say this at the beginning of the game and what they've had to kind of go through. But, yeah. but in the difference in the in the game, I think I might reread the first Sherlock games, they added lots more things like you had combat and you had a bit more of an open worldy feel to it so you could pick up side quests and stuff. They've got rid of that kind of side quest and they got rid of the combat. Now, for me, that's that's really good. It's uh, I think it focuses it much more, makes it more contained. I didn't like the combat before really that much, um, but I think some people will miss that. Some people really enjoyed that kind of open world feel to the game. Um, but it does what it does best, which is being a detective, being the greatest detective, <laughs> and you know going into places. You go into a, a scene, you look for clues. You have to put all these clues together like a visual map and then work out possible scenarios of what exactly happened before you can move on. It's very hard. And the game, I think the games before used to kind of give you some clues. This doesn't give you any clues. You're sort of looking at it, which is always really good when you're reviewing a game that you haven't got any walkthroughs. It's, it's only to come out. <laughs> so it's quite, you're looking at bits of ages going, I've got to go back to this and try to work this out. But 
I really liked it. I really like the kind of small container. I love the kind of visual world of that world. They do it really well. I like the kind of like the story, travel around the world. You start off in London and then you go to uh, Switzerland at one point, New Orleans. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting game. If you like your kind of detective games, if you like Sherlock games, I think you'll really enjoy this. There you go. Sherlock Holmes, The Awakening. Are you lot still there? No, we've yes. gone, gone to sleep. They're gone. <laughs> oh, I was left. trying not to snore. Yes, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, good. Any questions before I move on? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no interest in that at all. Um, Ab- absolutely not. Richard, what else you got? Uh, I'm reviewing at the moment EA Sports PGA Tour. Oh, let's talk about that. Which came out last end of last week. Um, having an absolute whale of a time with it it's one of the best golf games i've played in years oh, really? um yeah really enjoying it i think i think because i played a lot of the older tiger woods games so it feels very natural to me um it's to say a very similar play style um which is a little bit different to the 2k pga tour games um that never really sat right with me because i was i was playing it was kind of wanting it to be like the tiger woods games so this this feels much much more natural um but yes the amount of courses in it and and the fact that it's got uh augusta national which um i'm i'm a big fan of watching the masters every year and that was last week and i always make a point of watching that that one competition in particular so being able to play that course um it has been featured in golf games before but this is the first time that i've been able to play it personally um and it's just it just looks absolutely stunning um i think my one issue i will probably save for the the thing we'll talk about later on um but it's it's only a minor issue anyway. Um, but my, but my favourite thing about the the new golf game is that the heartbeat moments return. So I don't know if you've played the old Tiger Woods games. If you if you're making an approach shot or a really long mm. putt, um, and as it's getting close to the hole, that it sort of zooms it. The camera zooms in, and then you get the the slowed down, and you can hear the heartbeat playing in the background that's still there which is still really exciting um i kind of thought that as a feature that i'd be long gone but no it happened to me a couple of times and i was like because they never made a big deal of it really Mm. um so i was really happy that that was in because that just ramps up the tension even more yeah looks absolutely stunning having a really good time with that one oh brilliant and you tried any online yet is it workable as this you've got the review codes I tried to play one game online, um, and it booted me back to the dashboard. Ah, okay. It's not ready yet, is so it? Until it gets yeah. released properly, doesn't it? When's it out? Do you know? It's out It's out properly now. Okay. Um, I don't know if that was just a one-off. I do need to try that again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. EA Sports, PGA Tour. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I like to play another a golf game. I haven't played one for a while. Um, Paul, what have you got? What's your second one? Hey. Hello. Right. My second game is a little one that's popped up on Game Pass called Infinite Guitars. Um, And it's as if Guitar Hero and an RPG had a little bouncing baby. It's a a very strange little game, but I'm really quite enjoying it. Basically, the story is you are this lad 
um, and you have to wander around and the worlds that you go and visit are full of robots from when there was a, a big war a little while ago. Um, and when you get into a battle with a robot, you can use your guitar to either smack it around the head or you can use it to power up attacks for your little helper. Um, and it's, it, I'm making it sound kind of weird, and that's because it is. Um, you've got an overworld section where you run around and have to dodge various um, things that are going to damage you. And then you've also got the little robots running around and you can sneak up behind them and hit them first. So you get a, uh, a advantage in the upcoming battle. But it's it's really good, fun little thing. It's properly retro styled and the it's just like playing Guitar Hero back in the day. So, uh, yeah, mix of RPG and Guitar Hero. And I will be writing a review for that shortly. And that's on Game Pass at the moment. It is on Game Pass, yes, absolutely. So if you're a subscriber, give it a try. Okay. Yeah, um, good. Well, I, I've still got no idea what that game is, but you described it beautifully. Um, but I like, but I'm going to have a look at it. Obviously not, if you don't know what it is. <laughs> We're not listening. I, no, I dropped <laughs> off a bit. I was, I was ready to think. <laughs> rude. <laughs> um, Darren, can you, can you persuade me what your game's about? That's it, you've got 10 seconds. Give me the pitch. Give me the pitch. Give me the elevator pitch. Have you ever played a card game called Mafia or Werewolves? No. No. Next. <laughs> Dobbo, surely you have. Uh, I've played Secret Hitler, which I believe is along the same lines. Yeah. So essentially, it's a, it's the social deduction genre. So it's a bit like Among Us uh, or The Traitors, if you watch that when it was on telly. Um, so this game's called Evil. Um, and that's how it's pronounced, even though it's spelt with a double L-E. Uh, and essentially, it's an online um, game where you get ma- matchmates with different players. There's two what they call conspirators, and then the rest of your villagers, and occasionally get a neutral character. And you all have to work together to find out who the murderers are and stop them from killing all of the townspeople, um, i.e. all the players. So um, for it to work, because you've got to vote people off and burn them at the stake and all this business and if you're the conspirator you get up at night and you go around and choose who to kill it does mean you do have to chat to the weird and wonderful online community <laughs> over uh, <laughs> over speaker um you can choose not to and use a chat window but it doesn't really work that well and you will get berated by people if you some of the rooms are called mic only mic only so um at first, I struggled to get a game, but after a few tries and uh, experimented different times of day, um, I managed to get games fairly straightforward. But there were similar players on each time, so there's a there's a there's a dedicated community for the game. It came out in October, I think, um, so it's been out for a little while. It is on Game Pass, um, but yeah, there's only two or three rooms normally to choose, and then if you cast the net worldwide, you could go into a, a game from a different country, but you won't be able to understand what anyone's saying. So there's no point in really doing that. So. It's quite fun, if not um, a bit repetitive after a little while. Um, there's not an awful lot more to it, and it does have a season pass feature as well, which is kind of neither here nor there, really. Um, but if you fancy playing something a little bit different online, a bit like Among Us, but with a bit more meat on the bones, then it's worth a look on Game Pass. Oh, good. Thank you, Darren. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe a game for us to try one night. Yeah. We should. Yeah. Well, yeah, we should. Good idea. It would be good if we get all your mates around. Yeah, if you yeah. people. We have to find a room in German or something, though. 
with your that, accent. That great. So. Absolutely. I'd, be, I'd fit right in, mate. I think that was one of them. Oh, hello. Good. <laughs> talk. Oh, no. Pretty, <laughs> come off. Censor now. Censor now. Um, good. Right, that's games done. Now, we have our two intrepid reporters here were at a little festival at WASD. Um, is it WASD? Is that what it said? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, WSD, yeah. that festival here in London. And the, um, um, what brewery is it? Truman Brewery? I think it is. Truman Brewery. Yeah. And they did a little report for us on location. So you can hear the crowd noise. It's great. And let's have a listen now. Did you know the PlayStation 2 sold millions and millions of consoles? Now it's time for some podcast delights. Hello. And welcome to episode 160. Yes, good. Yes, good. Well done. <laughs> we'll be your hosts today. Not Gareth Briley, but Darren Edwards and Richard Dobson. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. We're here at WASD Live in London to tell you about some games we've been playing. Games, good games. Um, Richard. What's, what's your first game? Um, my first game uh, will probably be System Shock. So, uh, apologies for all the background noise. But yes, uh, here at WASD, we got the chance to play the upcoming System Shock remake. And I think we both went away pleasantly surprised by it. I mean, I don't remember the original. Uh, I think you're more familiar with it. Yeah, it was in. The, it was definitely in that era of FPSs, kind of Deus Ex, Half Life, those type of um, those type of PC games. But I had a Russian nostalgia, but still really playable at the minute. I think it's translated really well. Yeah, it's got a really interesting art style as well. So it's quite modern graphics, but it's very old school looking. So there, there was a bit at the beginning with the t- you were sat at a table. And everything looked like it had been designed in the 16-bit era, but it was really crisp and really clear. It was, it was a, a, a bit unique. Um, but yeah, there was one point where we both found ourselves away from perhaps traditional system shock uh, in this like, anti-grab level. Yeah, it's almost like you entered the code and you were you were fighting the virtual world. Really interesting. It got a bit trippy, but yeah, it was. Um, we're not sure on the date for that. I think it has been delayed recently, but we're waiting to hear a bit more on that one. Uh, do you want to go into the next one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rich has been lucky enough to play this already, but I got to play Dead Island 2 today. Um, long-awaited release of Dead Island 2. I believe it's coming next month in April? Somehow. Sometime in April, three, four weeks away, yeah. So really exciting. Um, and yeah, got to play a small segment um, centred around an abandoned theme park essentially um, with kind of start on the beach zombies shambling around a few weapons at your disposal and it's just a lot of fun it's really gory in a kind of slapsticky way um, loads of weapons at your disposal as I say you know you've got a pretty straightforward objective um, but you can pick up loot different weapons there's different types of zombies so some will be firing shockwaves like you to push you back others will be chucking incendiary grenades about and, and the classic ones will just try and rip your face off so there's loads of loads of different ones to enjoy but sadly I was moved on after 
not have it long enough because it was quite busy. The queue got busy as we kind of joined it. So, um, but yeah, it looks brilliant. I don't know what you think as well, Rich, but I thought yeah. it looked really impressive. So, I'm very excited to get my hands on that one because um, it's been a long wait since the original. It has. I mean, it's been a long wait since this one got announced as well. <laughs> Too right. Uh, but yeah, no, it, look, it looks brilliant. I've always said that the, the contrast between these exotic areas covered in zombie blood and everything has always been a standout point and, and Dead Island 2 really looks special. Um, I didn't play it though because unfortunately there's still no co-op available so I went off and played a game called Viewfinder which I think is coming to PC and PS5 as well. It may also be in VR, I'm not 100% sure. But that's a really interesting like first person puzzler uh, where you then pick up pictures uh, and strategically place these pictures into the environment because as soon as they're placed they'll become 3D objects themselves so you just need to solve the puzzles and get and get through these levels using using these pictures um, it started off very simple uh, you were just putting pictures in place to build bridges and stuff but then as you progressed uh, there were these batches that you needed to find and I think the last level of the demo had been stumped for ages um, of how to get these. There was one battery on top of a pedestal and no matter what I tried I couldn't get to the top of this pedestal so rather than figure that out I just took pictures of this pedestal. You get you get a camera at some point and then take your own pictures. I took a picture of the pedestal, rotated it so whenever I then placed this picture into the environment the battery just fell off into my world so I was able to duplicate it that way. So there was lots of ways to, to play it and, and figure out your own solutions to these puzzles and I think if, if there's going to be a lot of levels and a lot of variation I think you find it could be a really really good game. It looked brilliant just watching you was twisting on Ellen so to speak because it was unbelievably brilliant how you can just walk the physics to create your own path through the world. It looks fascinating a bit like when Portal bottled that kind of mechanic mm -hmm. jumping through space it, it reminded me of that a lot really impressive. Yeah Portal's a good comparison I thought yeah really good um, another game that I played um, just before uh, Richard arrived this morning was Alien Hominid Invasion so this was a real kind of cult classic for me back on the original Xbox um, it's basically a bit of a run and gun shooter in the same vein as like Metal Slug and those games of yesteryear you know it's, it's challenging and you can you can amend the, the how challenging it is from the beginning so it's not too challenging to warm you in. Um, but yeah, essentially you play as a little alien, a group of aliens actually, who are fighting off this big bad corporation. All sorts of different mechanized enemies that you can fight. You can get really aerial, so you can double jump, shoot in all you know 360 directions, chuck grenades around as well, um, dodge roll to make sure that you're not getting hit by all the projectiles that are coming your way. But it's really good fun, it's like really, really well animated, it really draws and sticks to the original, um, but obviously looks just a bit glossier, there's a lot more going on on the screen and I believe you can have up to four players at once play together, so it's still not sure when it's being released, but it is coming 2023, um, so hopefully we'll have some more news on that very soon, but really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I missed that one, but it, I think I saw the back end of it, it looks quite interesting. Um, it'd be a good little party game, I think. Uh, the, the first one that we played together was uh, upcoming one. I think it's due out on PC and Switch first. 
Mask of the Rose uh, with PS5 and, and Xbox releases to come afterwards. But uh, I think I think we both have to tear ourselves away from this one a little bit. <laughs> there was um, it's set in the same universe as Sunless Sea. Uh, I'm sure Gareth has got a review on the, the website for already. Um, it, it had a really interesting concept. So the city of London is basically sunk further into the earth, and all these strange happenings start occurring. There was little little glimpses of it in, in my version. Even in the 15-20 minutes we played, our paths went on completely different directions. Uh, it's very much a narrative-driven game. Um, but yeah, we were we were utterly engrossed. I think it's fair to say. Absolutely, you, know, you, you can just imagine kind of getting the oil candle on and turning the lights off and just getting your headphones on and just immersing yourself in the world. There's some shady goings on. Somebody called Mr. Pages. who sounds like a comic book villain. You've got to kind of uncover what's going on in this kind of post-apocalyptic London, really. Um, and it has been confirmed it's going to follow on to PlayStation and Xbox, but we're not sure when. So hopefully the launch goes well for them in June, and we'll see it on Xbox not too long afterwards as well. Um, so another game that I played was Park Beyond, which is Bando, uh, Bandai Namco's um, new sim game, which is coming very soon. Um, the first question I was asked by the chap who was running the stall was, have you played Roller Coaster Tycoon? So that tells you all you need to know really about this one. Um, essentially, as you can imagine, you have to build a theme park, look after the guests, maintain the rides, make money, etc, etc. What I quite liked about the opening of this, certainly in the demo that we played, was you kind of got a bit more backstory about the park, you kind of got to know the characters, somebody you know who was some sort of CEO, I think, or maybe chief financial officer, and the more creative, almost like a circus master type character. So I'm hoping that it won't just be random areas that you develop parks in, but actually there'll be something else going on in the background, it'll be quite refreshing. It took me a little while to get used to how to play it, it's been a while since I've played a, a PC game, it took me about 10 minutes to figure out how to make a, a pathway. Um, but once once you get off the mark, it's fairly intuitive. Um, so I'm looking forward to this one a lot because I think that I spent so many hours playing Theme Park and Roller Coaster Tycoon that I'm kind of ready for one of these games. And as you said, Richard, it's it's pretty much a guaranteed hit, isn't it? One of these Theme Park creators because you're just left to run with your imagination. Yeah, uh, I didn't play this one um, because it was keyboard and mouse. And if Darren struggled with it, I would have made an absolute <laughs> mess of it. But no, just watching it, I think really, really well designed. And uh, then at the very end, Darren zoomed in as far as he could, and we were both impressed yes. by the, the clarity of that as well. Because the previous games, aside from Planet Coaster, that came out a couple of years ago, that also had a really good feature. But um, they sort of lose the detail a little bit. But Park Beyond seems to have a lot of detail. Uh, so yeah, really looking forward to that one as well. Uh, next one, we had a bit of a versus on this one, was Street Fighter 6. Yes. Uh, there was eight, six, six or eight characters available, we, we, we went through most of them. Had a few games, I think I played as Chun-Li at the beginning as, as one of the only characters I recognised. <laughs> uh, I think there was a few new ones on there that we didn't recognise. Yeah, Luke, I, 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 I mean, I didn't play five, so he might have been in that, but yeah, he was new to me. I'm, I'm very much not a Street Fighter guy, 
uh, and more technical and so calibre. But we both said the same thing. It looks really good. Um, and what they're trying to do with the career mode that we've seen on, on previous trailers and stuff is a little bit different and something yeah. something to sort of separate from others. So I think we're keeping an eye on this one for the time being. Absolutely. I think it's June the 8th. It's due out, and this one is coming to Xbox because Five, I believe, was only on PlayStation. So um, Xbox gamers can get involved with that as well, which will be for real. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to the career mode as well. I'm just interested to put some context behind them just as far in that you normally get. So yeah, looking forward to Street Fighter Six. And then finally, a game that I believe uh, Dave and the team has reviewed. We got to play a bit of was Road 96 Mile Zero, which is an on-rails runner I guess is the best way to describe it you know it's 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 got really cool style so there's different visual styles depending on the level there's a couple to play uh, here and they were backed by different um, like well-known songs and the offspring were, were backing one of them and essentially you have to slide duck jump avoid being pursued by somebody throughout the level and they tend to get bigger and bigger and a bit more wacky and, and it all starts kind of kicking off so it reminds me of the game I reviewed a couple of years ago called Aerial Knights Never Yield, which was fantastic, a brilliant game. So I'm really looking forward to see the breadth and depth of all the levels and different musical styles that they have in this because I, had, I wasn't really familiar with it until today, but I'm definitely going to go and, and go and seek it out after playing it. So it's nice that there's been a real a real mix of games, I think, like mm-hmm. a diverse set of games here. And I think both of us were quite impressed with how big the offering was. Yeah, definitely. There was just loads that we've not even touched. Um, a lot more indie games here. But, uh, I think we've sort of stayed quite close to the, the bigger titles, but there's tons of indie games here as well. I also want to shout out uh, Vampire Survivors that have had the best merch here this weekend. <laughs> um, I've now got, if, as, if you're familiar with Vampire Survivors, I've now got uh, a stress ball in the shape of a, of a clove of garlic. Whereas everyone knows garlic's the best weapon in Vampire Survivors. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't play it here, but I've still not played it. I need to play it because everyone raves on it and says it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's about it from us and our dispatches from WASD. I think we're going to play a bit of PSVR 2 without having to shell out 500 and something pounds oh, yeah, for it later. Um, but yeah, but from us, we'll um, head back to the studio, as it were. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Back to the studio. That's what I like. I like that. Back to the studio. <laughs> feel for a, I mean, it's a bit. It's a bit weird that you're here. It doesn't. Yes, it ruins it the illusion yeah, of quite well. No. You didn't yeah. recommend. We weren't supposed to be while we when we recorded. Them. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, but really nice. Well done, chat. Very good. Great impression of me. Was that you, Richard? No comment. Yeah, it was good. Love that. <laughs> it was. It was very good. It was very I good. I, I, I was giggling to myself when yeah. I was listening. Um. Very nice. What was your so? Can we just say? I know. I think we know it from when we listen. Your favorite game, Darren, from your experience? If you had to pick one, I've got to say, I had a, I had an absolute blast of Alien Hominid. Um, I thought it was brilliant. So I can't wait for that to come out this year. Good. And um, what about you, Richard? Whilst I didn't get to play it, I did really enjoy the look of Park Beyond, mm. and I really want yeah, to play that. that was good. Good. Thank you, chaps, for that. That was great. Um, now, it's been a slow news week. We're still sort of like in that kind of weird moment, maybe before the sort of big games start to come out and the big announcements. Um, but um, we just had something today, which is about Redfall, which brings us into a little kind of chat, I think, now between us. Um, and they've sort of announced that 60 frames per second performance mode 
on the Xbox Series X and S won't be available at launch, but will come in on a later date. And so it'll be 30 frames per second in 4K on the Series X and 30 frames per second and 140 or whatever the hell that is, 1,400. I don't care. Um, so you have a quality <laughs> mode, uh, which brings us to this whole thing about um, frame rates. Um, Richard, talk to me about frame rates. You're you're you you're interested in frame rates, aren't you? <laughs> I've never used to be, but but in the past couple of years since I've got the Xbox Series X, it, ha- it is something that really winds me up now that when I'm not playing in 60 frames per second. And I know it's like such a, a trivial thing to moan about, um, but it's 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 my one issue with the Xbox PGA Tour as well is that that's only 30 frames per second. Which, admittedly, for a golf game where it's a much slower pace, it's not it's not a deal breaker by any means. But on some of this first person and action game, for it only to be thirty frames per second at launch, I think is is disappointing, and it's probably it's probably put me off playing it until that sixty frames patch comes out. If I'm being honest, right? They're just oh. especially with those sort of games, the difference. As for, well, for me now, that prioritises uh, frame rate over graphical fidelity, it just makes a massive difference. Okay. And, well, that's, um, that's, uh, that's one person out of the review race then, so that's good. Oh, uh, here we go. I'll go up the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul? We'll not, we'll not oh. even see it on the list, though. It'll just no, go straight to Paul. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, what? yeah. It's not what you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Paul, what does it make a difference for you? We had this chat about the Forza Horizon, didn't we, when that came out? Yes, we did, yeah. yeah. It it does make a difference. Um, I mean, in a game like Redfall, it's going to be, it is going to make a huge difference. I mean, the the best illustration I had of it was a game that came out a little while ago called Mortal Shell. Um, It was like a Dark Souls kind of game. And when it first came out, it was only on the Xbox One. And it was 30 frames per second. And then they released a, an excess optimized one, which ran at 60 frames per second. And it was like night and day difference. Being able to, you could see things a lot sooner and parry them a lot better at 60 frames per second than you could at 30. So, yeah, for a game like Redfall, which is going to be such a big title for the Xbox this year, to, to even think about launching it without the proper 60 frames per second mode in it, I mean, I can just ima- I can just hear all the Sony fans now wetting themselves laughing, you know. So it's just uh, I I don't know. This seems like a, a bit of an own goal to me. Um, okay. So yeah, it's 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 a shame and it's disappointing, but you know it it's probably going to be all right once it comes out. But I think they should. I mean, I, I, they don't want to delay it because of Starfield looming up, but. It could perhaps do with holding back a week or two until they can get the proper mode in there, I thought. Um, what about you, Darren? Um, well, I'm a bit of a dinosaur when it comes to technology, believe it or not. When I got a car, it's still up for the CD player because I've got loads of CDs. Um, I, Ryan, <laughs> that doesn't make you a dinosaur. <laughs> where, where, well, um, but well, uh, we was Ryan. Whenever we buy a TV, you know, it's got to have this, it's got to have that, it's got to have these letters and these numbers. I don't know what any of it means, but <laughs> I do agree with Richard that you get used to it. And if it's the Series X you've got, you know, that's the top end, the newest generation of console. 
you kind of expect these things to be ready for launch. So I do agree with Paul as well that it, it is going to be a bit of a hit because in the kind of inching ahead for in the race to be the best or the brightest, I think this is going to be a bit of a setback for what is a key release for Xbox this year. Although it's already been delayed since 2022, so maybe they just want to get it out and not delay it anymore. Um, but yeah, I do think it is it is a bit of a shame. You kind of expect that to be ready for launch. So hopefully it doesn't take them too long to to get the patch out. Um, otherwise, they might lose some um, might lose some players to other games if they if they take too long. Isn't that bad? I mean, I'm going to say because I always choose quality over performance when I have to do the choice. So I'm always there because I can't tell that much between 30 frames and 60 frames. I just can't. I'm like. Great. It doesn't. I couldn't, me. but I can with newer technology and like a newer television. Yeah. yeah, no, I've got. That a, makes sense. But I've got that with the TV. I've got a TV can do 120 frames. So it's Ooh, like, wow. but it's it's it doesn't. But it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it, doesn't it doesn't really. I don't know. It just doesn't really do it. For, I don't know why. You, you yeah. and I have played a game recently, though, that uh, Gareth, that alterity experience. Oh yeah. Did you not find that incredibly slow? Yeah, but it was an indie game, so I wasn't that. I wasn't. It didn't, but it didn't bother me. It didn't. It didn't bother me that much. I mean, we play so many indie games. I basically, half some of them are on our ass. So it's like they're it along. <laughs> so it's like you're used to. I'm just maybe used to playing a load of those games where things stutter, maybe, and it never really bothers me that much. And mm. I, I, I kind of think that the game. But I'm saying all this, but I agree with you both, all of you, completely. I think. For a for a big um, blockbuster game for Xbox, yeah, this is a bit of a mistake, and I, no, I totally agree. And for a game of this type, it's not like it is. It's not like it's a a role playing game, or it's you know, it's it's not like it's it's a it's an action shooter, isn't it? That needs to be fast and fluid. Yeah. So I, I totally agree. I do. Yeah. I think I think you're more forgiving than a lot of the general public will be. Yeah, Gareth, oh, no, yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, for, I know. Yeah, forums, <laughs> yeah. So, what have you been playing this week, Gareth? Oh, this little indie title called Redfall. Have <laughs> <laughs> you heard of it? Yeah, just me on my own. Um, yeah, there you go. Well, that's a shame. But we're hopefully, like you said, they'll do something about it. Because I think you're right. I think that there'll be a lot of, lot of anger there. I think it's just, you know, you, it's not like a choice, really, is it, in my mind anymore? It's not like, oh, you could buy a DVD or you could buy Blu-ray. Like, with this generation, like, I think it's just expected by people that you get that option at 60 FPS. So that's why I think... Well, yeah, that, that's exactly right. You don't buy, you know, a 500-quid Uber console to, to play things at 30 FPS that you could do, that, you know, your Xbox One could do. Mm, yeah. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. You know, you buy the you buy the gear, you buy the telly. You want the producer, the developers, then to make the game that makes the most of the hardware. Yeah. You don't want to be going back. I mean, Gareth and his indie games and his walking simulators—that's a different matter. <laughs> but you know, for for big, this is supposed to be a big, almost like a system seller in a way, isn't it? And at thirty frames per second, it's it's not going to be that. And that's that, that's the game. Cool. I am thinking of kayaking. I bet that's big difference for a second, isn't it? So. Good. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I bet they're going to get some hell. They're going to get some stick, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. And then the rest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I said a bit of news that Richard's brought to attention. Um, do you remember the Wii? Do you remember uh, Wii Bowling? Right. 
hardly um, remember the way. An elderly couple in France. They've entered the tournament and they won. Janine, <laughs> 96, and Gilbert, 85. Got a toy boy there. Um, competed. <laughs> and they uh, represented their retirement home. And they won. Um, you can have a look at that. What do you think of that? There's hope for us yet, Paul. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Have you watched the clip? Yeah, there's a little clip you can watch, yeah. Oh, really good. They look bewildered, bless them, as the host start jumping around, yeah. dancing and stuff, <laughs> and, a bit, and then there's a crowd up on their feet, and they're just, like, overwhelmed, I think, by it all. But it is really <laughs> yeah. to see. It's not a I think my favourite bit is that they're representing their care home as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Quite, yeah. quite funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing, it, is, it? it is nice. Nice little story. Okay, right. Well, that's it now for us, gentlemen. We're, we're done. Um, so, what do we think? What are we looking? For? What do we think? What are we looking forward to? What are we looking forward to? Very little at this time of day. What do you think? That's what we should do. Little check out at the end. See how we went. Um, I thought Gareth should do a bit better next. And let's do. What are we? What are we looking forward to next week? Um, Paul. Hello. Um, well. Not so much next week, but once I've finished chatting to you guys, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into Ghostwire Tokyo mm. that's finally come out, and that is on Game Pass as well. Um, but I've got to be brutally honest, having missed lunch at the minute, I'm looking forward to going to the chippy as soon as I've finished talking to you. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. Good. Some new game on It's a good game. I enjoyed that game. Um, what about you, Richard? Yeah, similar to Paul, I'm going to go download it as soon as we're done here. Uh, lots of other things as well. Uh, I'm off to see Paramore and Block Pie Nick on Tuesday, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Block Pie, one of my favourite bands, despite being a filthy metalhead. Uh, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters out on PS4 and Switch next week as well. And I'm also looking forward to being able to talk about Dead Island 2 and Coffee Talk 2 oh, with you good. guys. Great. And Darren, what about you? Uh, we're going to see the Mario movie tomorrow. Um, it's done very well, apparently. The biggest animated movie, oh. so for all its criticisms. And we're having some friends over at the weekend. They're going to see um, a band called Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox, who I think I've spoken about on the podcast before. So looking forward to that. Great. I'm going to watch the State of Play, bring it back to games for tomorrow for the Final Fantasy new game that Richard, hopefully Richard, watching the movie chat about it next week. I'm, well. not, I'm not going to watch it. Oh, okay. Well, that's. I'm the... trying not to uh, watch any bar now because it's okay. only two months away. Well, I'll talk about it and spoil it for you next week. Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> Paul, where can we? F- yeah, where where can we find you, Paul? We uh, need to if you and... want to grab my handle, Gareth, it's uh, on the Twitter and it's at Xbox Hub Paul. And Richard, what about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram, and my handle is at Bubba1912. And Darren, what about you? And my handle is at 27 Darren on the Twitter. Great. You can find me at GB Brother on Twitter and Twitch. But for now, gentlemen, thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 